0: okay hello everybody this is pam montgomery with the vision council for organization of nature evolutionaries thank you all for coming today and i am so excited today because we have robin rose bennett with us and robin is one of my longtime dear heart earth sister friends and i am just thrilled to to share her with you, all of you, and to share some of this amazing magic and beauty that she brings into um, into the world and into our herbal lives. So Robin is a storyteller. She's a writer. She's an herbalist. She's, I, well, those of you who've read her books know what an amazing writer she is. And um, she's been offering classes in the Wise Woman Healing Tradition for years and years and years and years and years since... What, back, back? I'm sorry, I don't mean to make you sound that old, but back in the 80s, I mean, we started doing this back in the 80s, and so. Doing herbal conferences and festivals and classes and anyway, so she's been working at this for a long time. She's a resident teacher at the New York Open Center in New York City, and um, she's written a couple books. You all know about maybe some of you might not. If you don't know about these books, and rush out and buy them right away. Healing Magic: A Green Witch Guidebook to Conscious Living, and there it is. She's showing you. And also the gift of healing herbs, plant medicines and home remedies from vibrantly healthy life. So Robin is just one of those persons that um, I can't say enough good things about her. And so she's just this wonderful, warm, loving, kind, generous soul who shares the beauty of nature and the magic of nature um, with everyone. So today... We are going to, our title here is looking into the mirror of nature, metaphysical medicine, gifts of the plants and trees. Mm. So in this conversation, we're going to be exploring ways to see and access the metaphorical spiritual magic of common plants and trees, as well as ways to connect with these gifts in, in a very grounded way. So, um, this is a very interesting topic, dear to my heart, of course. And I am just curious, Robin, I am really intrigued by the use of your word metaphorical. metaphorical, 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 not metaphysical, metaphorical. And it's like, hmm, that's, that's, that's kind of a little different for me. So I'm just so curious. Could you just like dive right in and tell us what this What's this all about? And uh, yeah, I'm excited okay, to hear I'm, you. I'm going to
1: dive right in after I say, as Pam was indicating, we both got started when we were sweet young things. And I thought I'd hold up this current picture. This is only for the people who are live. This is what we really look like now. <laughs> 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 so I could not resist that, Pammy. Right. Well, so um, so,
0: so you're trying to tell them that that we're, we're
1: here, these are stand-ins? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is magic. Yep, yep, yep. So um, as a writer, um, I am, you know, metaphor is when you're comparing something to something else. And, you know, as I'm diving in, I also want to just stop and acknowledge for a moment what a wonderful organization uh, one is and, and how thrilled I am to be invited to speak because what you do is everything that I care the most about, you know, and, and everything that you do to help awaken this connection between us and, and the rest of nature, right? We still fall into that thing where we say us and nature as if we're not part of nature, right? Is, um, is so precious and so important and so needed. So I just want to say, thank you. Thank you. Um,
0: You're welcome. You are welcome. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. So um, I'm gonna answer you, Pam, but I'm also gonna just be right in this moment to to say that, so for the last hour or two, my neighbor was using a leaf blower, um, messing with, of course, the microbiome of the soil, disturbing all the creatures, making me have to work really hard to keep the, joyful mood i was in and the root i was holding and the center i was feeling and um that's a perfect metaphor as well right we're in the time of everything right we're in the time of everything and so part of my medicine besides you know going oh please please stop by three please please stop by three um (laughs) was to go out and take out the compost it's just to go out and do one simple so that's a metaphor in a way, Pam, is like, here's right next door is the people who are not connected. Like they, they believe they love nature, right? But they don't interact in, the, in a conscious way um, or they interact as conscious as they are at this moment, right? Yeah. Um, and so just to do a simple act of giving back, giving the compost was to me like a healing and an apology to the earth for all the disturbance that was going on. Um, so that's that's just an, an example, um, actually a slight aside, but I'll share with you a haiku I wrote about these neighbors um, that's true. It's called Neighbors and it goes, uh, gosh, I hope I have it memorized. Let's see, haikus are short. I think I do. Uh, my neighbor sells tasers, mace and bulletproof vests while my front door is open. Oh. <laughs> so, Thank you, so um, so for example, of metaphorical ways to inter-be with nature, I would like to uh, talk about the magnificent oak, mm. Quercus. Magnificent oak, Quercus. So I have an oak that I go to um, for my mm, support, right? I, I live, I am blessed to, you know, I grew up as an herbalist in New York City, um, which had its own marvelous teachings and of course marvelous people, some of whom are here. Um, but now I'm blessed to have 3000 acres that literally starts at my back door. But I also have this oak I've fallen in love with and i like to think has perhaps fallen in love with me as well. That's about two miles down the road and it's very quirky because it's in like a, a parking lot right, and it's at the edge of a church, and it's at the edge of a memorial to the unborn. I mean, it's like so uh, worlds colliding, right? Here's the witch coming to the anti-abortion memorial to, to hang with her oak tree, right? And, and the way I see it is, um, you know, what did I wanna, there was something very particular about this I wanted to say to you. Um, well, many things, so I'll get to them in a second. So here I go to this oak tree that's in this really funky sort of setting, um, and I lean on this tree or I hug this tree. It's way too big to hug. It's really old, like hundreds of years old. Oh. And I ask for messages. So one of the things I did a few days ago was go to the oak and say, "I'm doing this this talk for nature evolutionaries and for these uh, folks who are going to come and you know who are all." In different places in their own um, connectedness with nature and love of nature. I assume many of you are like, you know, been living this way and others are going like, I'm curious about it. Is this real? You know, and everywhere in between. Um, so I went and I asked for some messages for this talk and I'm going to share with you all of them that I got. Um, and I came home and I wrote them down because it was, it was quite a number of them, but one of my metaphors about oak is that all right check it out oak has is has large roots right but they go more out than down right oak's roots go wide and so here's this tree that to so many of us is a emblem a symbol a metaphor for endurance and solidness and you know strength and and so forth it's also of course in celtic it's dur So it's a door, that means door, right? So it's the door to the other world, right? To the magic world to go through into the oak, to get into the multiverse, if you will. So when an oak falls and you see those roots and you see that here's this gigantic being, but the roots aren't deep. So the metaphor for me here, and it may be different for any of you, um because this is this can be a very personal but for me what the oak has been teaching me is when i'm here i am really here i am solid but when it's time to let go i let go so i'm i'm rooted but i'm not attached mm-hmm. and isn't that a wonderful way to be i mean that is something i seek in my daily life and so this is the thing is nature <sighs> nature is our primary instructor, our primary teacher of not only how to be in relationship with earth, right? The plants, the trees, the animals, the birds. But as we get more um, fluent in our relationship with the, the more than human world, it influences our relationships with one another. And we really, you know, are being as to up level our ability to communicate with each other with respect at this time, like no other time before.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah. And and one other thing, Pam, before whatever you wanna come in with is, um, I one of the places where I really sync up with nature evolutionaries besides everywhere is that my definition Literally, my definition of the time that we live in is—I call it the evolutionary chaos of now. The evolutionary chaos of now, because we need to have a story that brings us into um, into partnership with what we can do, right? And with partnership in that, in the vision to see that, in spite of all of the oh my god, what's happening. Right, in spite of all, all that's, that's coming to light, that's always been wrong, and that's worsening in many respects, that we're on an evolutionary path, you know, and that we are evolving. We are as, it, it, um, what's the word, it, it's, it's, it's non-stoppable. There's a better word, but I can't think of it right now. We're, we're on a, a irresistibly moving spiral of evolution, whether people around us want to evolve or not. It's like the acorn becoming the oak. It's gonna happen. So the question is Is how joyfully and beautifully and creatively can we interact with this evolutionary impulse that is moving all of us with the help of nature and help it move a little faster, <laughs> <laughs> have a little less damage along the way because the damages that are being incurred are, are unavoidable at this point. We've gone too far off but we need to know that this is the absolutely worst time in the world to give up and the absolutely worst time in the world to despair. We, this is like the ultimate acid test of when we need to find our energy, which to me comes from joy, which I'll tell you about from the oak tree, but I wanna take a breath and let Pam bring in some of her. um, No, I'm just just
0: listening to you and the incredible storyteller that you are. And then, and that, so now I have this, metaphorical it's like oh oh you're telling the story of the oak you know it's like you know just like oh here's the roots and the roots go like this you know they're 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 not vertical they're horizontal you know and so they go out and and then they when they let go they so anyway all that you just said it's like oh Oh, that's the story of oak. Oh, I get that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I'm totally down with you on that. And yeah. um, the evolutionary piece is, you're absolutely right. We are in a, you know, this evolutionary spiral that we're in right now is, un, like you say, it's unstoppable. And so, might as well get with the program here.
1: You know, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and when people ask, as people do all the time, so often, you know, for, well, how can I? how can i either find joy or be in joy or justify joy when this is happening and that is happening and this injustice and this racism and this misogyny and this earth blah blah you know you know you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like spend our hour saying what's wrong because we all know um how do we do that it's like nature is in joy and nature wants us to open portals of joy each in our own unique ways you know i don't i i feel very strongly that we need to understand that each of our unique gifts are what's needed not for us to like get with the program you know and all see it this way and all see it that way for example you know like maybe you say yeah yeah i believe all this i love all this i get all this but how do i do it you know how do how do i listen how do i and so I made, I made some notes, but I definitely wanna tell you what Oak said. Um, but what I wanna to say to you as part of honoring our uniquenesses is, and we have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere to find out what your messaging, messaging systems look like and feel like. So for example, if I never sit quietly with a dandelion and say, do I feel anything do I hear anything? Do I sense it? If I never take the time to be quiet, I'm not gonna know if how communication comes to me is a tingle in my left baby toe, or if it's a fragment of an old pop song, you know, that that makes me think, oh, Dandelion's trying to tell me something about light, or it could be a, um, literally a a phrase comes a message or maybe you um you feel something like like in your belly uh or your heart feels wider open whatever it is so to learn your own language because there is no one way um you know to learn uh to speak birch or to speak oak or to to speak and when i say speak what i really mean is listen um, to speak, uh, dandelion, plantain, red clover, uh, Saint John's, or whatever, whoever it is, right? So each of us will find our way that our uh, uh, our bodies and beings um, receive information, receive because the plants are always communicating in the same way that the um, that they're always exhaling the oxygen for us. It doesn't matter if we're thinking about that they're doing it, right? And then one day we go like, "Oh, oh, I can inhale and consciously receive oxygen from that pine tree." Oh, and I can exhale and consciously give m- give away my carbon dioxide that I can't use to that magnificent cedar. You know, Grandma Cedar, she has a lot of messages for us too. Grandma Cedar is one who is so helpful um, to help us. Can you hear the leaf blower that just started, or is it, or is it masked for you because of my headphones? Oh, I'm so happy for you. Okay,
2: <laughs> all right.
1: Um, Grandma Cedar is one who is very, very important for us in this time, because this is a tree, and whichever species is near you. Uh, or they do inter intermate a lot, so it's sometimes hard to know what species you have. Um, Grandma Cedar helps you know how to find a feeling of safety in your body, right? And because we do have so many challenges in this time, that's a really important um, piece to find, right? To find and claim your sovereignty, your sense of autonomy, your sense of being, in your sacred space just by being alive as yourself is so important and all of nature so this is the other thing right all of nature wants to support us all of nature wants to help us evolve it's just like they're going like hey yo this way come here it's much easier than you think so what i'd like to do is i want to light a little bit of some dried grandma cedar because because for most people this is going to be audio only, not visual, you can hear this, I think. I think it's crispy enough that you're going to hear it. So let's see. So I offer you all this grandmother cedar smoke from the trees in my sacred um, grove. Beautiful, beautiful, and even so, Pam. Here's another metaphor. My front yard is like a my front of my home is a neighborhood, the back of my home is the forest, and I'm like the gate, you know, <laughs> bringing bringing the people to the wild and the wild to the people. All right, so that's another metaphor. So oak, I came to the oak the other day to kind of draw energy for us now, and the first thing i noticed and it's i i actually was thinking to make a you know put a picture up on screen but i'll just describe for you it's a very large very large maybe it would take i don't know four adults arms around to reach around the trunk of the oak so i think maybe four maybe five and you know big and branches everywhere just beautiful and the last time i had been the oak was filled with autumn leaves and so I'm pulling into the parking lot and I'm like, oh my gosh, your leaves are all down. I missed the whole thing. And Oak immediately did this. Let's see if you can hear this. And all there was like this fringe of leaves around the very bottommost uh, branches. It was sort of like if you could imagine like the hair around a a, a bald dome of of a head right and and the fringe of hair it was just that fringe of leaves and they all sang they all sang and it was beautiful and oak said like i sing to you sing to me i sing to you sing to me and that's one of the messages nature always gives me when i say what can we do you know we're, we're overwhelmed we're so concerned we, we we're what can we do and i always get a variation of sing dance, gather in circles, like make so much joy that it will be irresistible. Ah, that was the word I was looking for earlier, right? Evolution is an irresistible, uh, unstoppable um, energy and force at at this time. Even though it seems like many parts are devolving, but it is the way things go is that when things are shifting and growing there will be those just as there are, we do it ourselves. We put the brakes when we feel ourselves changing and transforming, we get frightened, right? And so there are people who wanna keep the status quo no matter how bad it is, right? Or how they think they're benefiting from it even though they're actually not. So so the other messages that came from, so, so we need compassion is all I'm saying. We need compassion. Um, so, uh, compassion goes a little compassion goes a long way, and a lot of compassion goes a a, a long, long way. Um, <laughs> starting with for yourself, right? Starting with for yourself, and and I do want to say to you just just because it's true that the journey to learn how to be compassionate for myself has been so vitally important. Um, I, I'm I'm just light years from where. I was in that regard when I met Pam 100 years ago, 35, but who's counting? Mm -hmm. I mean, light years, I was so hard on myself, so, 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 so mean to myself in my level standards of what I asked Um, and letting that go little by little by little by little, lowering my standards, as it were, uh, for myself, has allowed joy to blossom. Right. Perfectionism is the is the enemy of of dancing your soul and the enemy of of being who you really are. It truly is. So Oak said, Oak said it was sort of like columns like hold on, let go, hold on, let go with this thing with the leaves. Right. And she said, or she, he, I said, are you grandmother or grandfather when I was first connecting with this this oak tree? And the tree said, yes yes so grandmother grandfather oak said hold on when it's time to do so let go when it's time to do so right and we could we can be tending to implementing that teaching forever right for our whole lives that's a really good teaching to learn how to do that in the timeliest way possible so that we make a shorter and shorter gap between when we know it's time to let go to actually let go right of that person or that dream or that hang up or that habit you know whatever it is um and to hold on when it's time to do so right and then hold on to what's essential
0: Mm.
1: that was actually the first message that came through the other day hold besides the singing um hold on to what's essential and let go of what's not essential and I don't think that means we have to be Spartan and we can't have like a sofa to sit on I don't think it's that it's deeper than that right but hold on to what's essential for example your relationships right make time for the people you love Right. Um, make time for yourself to be in nature because that will give you what you're craving you know I, I think that this connectedness with nature part of the way it helps us to evolve more joyfully because we're going to evolve either way so as pam says let's get with the program and i think the program is find our our way to do it with as much joy as possible because then also we will attract people a hundred times more easily a thousand times more easily than saying you know you really should blah 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 right nobody wants to hear that right (laughs) nobody But if they're like looking over and going, gosh, look at them over there singing and drumming and having fun. Like, wow, they're really weird. God, I wish I could join them. Right. So you also get over as you get older, you get over the worrying that they think you're really weird part, because really pretty soon they're tiptoeing closer going like, can I play? (laughs) Can I play? So um, the other message and. oh did say originally when I first started connecting, communing with this oak, joy is medicine. Joy is medicine. Um, And pretty much every time, but definitely this time directly for you, the message was, we are here for you and you are stronger stronger than you think. We are here for you and you're stronger than you think. We are here for you and you're stronger than you think. Okay, so um, so the other thing was, so when I came, was driving home from my little two mile trip to the Oak, I'm driving along the lake that's nearby. And all of a sudden, I literally gasped aloud because of the way the light, uh, it was the end of the day, like maybe 4.30 or so. And now the sun's going down here. I don't know where you are, but the sun here is going down by five. It's dark. Um, the light was hitting this little island of trees in the lake in the most magnificent, like, you know, golden glow. And I, I was absolutely floored by the beauty. And then a message came and I was like, I'm going to share it with the people who show up. And the message was so beautiful. I wrote it down so I would kind of really remember it well. Um the trees kind of sent out this message i am a writer so i do hear a lot of things i hear words and i get feelings in my body that's my other kind of primary way i receive communication from more than humans um we couldn't reflect light if we didn't contain it already you are the same
0: beautiful
1: isn't that beautiful
0: it's so beautiful
1: it's gonna make me cry yeah. Well Pam and I already had a good cry before we got on because we hadn't seen each other in so long and we were so happy to see each other. Um we couldn't reflect light if we didn't contain it. You are the same. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 beautiful. So um in in the piece that um in the piece that uh um I don't know who it was, if it was Jen or Sarah, whoever put on the Nature Evolutionaries website uh, a piece of my writing called Reconnecting with the Earth. Um, And you put an excerpt from an article that I originally published in a Russian eco journal that's mostly, seems to be mostly like um, academics. So that when they asked me to write for them, I'm like, really, are you sure? Do you have the right person? and they said yes, we do. So I so I did, and I wrote this really long article. It's like one of the longest articles. I, I try to say things. Um, I think it's a gift to say things with less words, but they wanted a certain length. So I wrote this long article, which you can read on Nature Evolutionary's website, or the whole thing on Ecopoesis. There's a link on my site to that, and and it's all about you know communing with the plants and asking questions and receiving wisdom and so on and so forth. And the um, one of the founders of the magazine in a future conversation says to me, are you saying you actually engage like with the plants? You actually engage with the plants? Like as beings, as, as sentient? The whole article, it's like thousands of words all about that. <laughs> so what I draw from this, is it doesn't matter how clearly you say something Right, you cannot assume it was heard clearly. Right, <laughs> no, yes, I, right. I love that. <laughs> right, it's hysterical. It was hysterical. Like I, my mouth just dropped open. Like, did he really just ask me that? But he really did, because it was out of his frame of possibility.
0: Right,
1: you know, and he wasn't saying like, you know, we're sending you to the lunatic bin, but he was saying like, could you really mean that? Um, so so also like we have to work on becoming clearer hearing more clearly what what the plants are saying to us right and that's our that's our joyful task right that's that's a great task to you know to um to do that and and the trees are such amazing teachers right now in autumn of letting go right because i never ever have heard them say wait leaf don't go don't drop you know they're just like bye okay so you know may we become ever more in tune with the natural cycles like this yeah um so the the thing about interacting with nature uh with the more than human parts of nature uh, uh, observing like the more the more we devote ourselves i don't want to keep saying work because it's not like that kind of has an energy around it that's not really the right word right but the more we devote ourselves and dedicate ourselves to observing through the senses that work for you right listening feeling your do the hairs on your arm raise or you know is it like your stomach starts to pitter pat, or your heart starts to pitter pat, or you know um uh, or, or what, like maybe you, you need to touch the plant or tree to really get a sense. So whatever is your you discovering or continuing to practice your way, um, the gifts of this observation, right, which is not just visual, right, but the observation is that nature mirrors back to us that rebirth and regeneration are always at work, All right? And for us to receive that message fully is indeed an antidote to the despair of our time. Uh, And I'm definitely not saying we shouldn't grieve. I am absolutely not saying that. You know, grief is a sacrament. Grief is real. Grief is vital to life, for humans anyway. I don't know about I don't know about for trees. Maybe when there's clear cuts, they grieve. I I would tend to think so. Um, I mean, we know elephants grieve. I don't know. I know for humans for sure, grief is essential. And when we allow ourselves to grieve, it paradoxically grows our joy. It's like it's like falling down the hole with the without the brake on. You know, that's an old that's an old metaphor. Pam, the person is sliding down like they feel themselves going down, going down, going down. We've all been there, right? But you're holding, putting the brake on. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to, whatever, whatever, or be that mad or whatever it is. By the time you get to the bottom, you got nothing left to get out, right? Because you've been putting the brakes on through the whole process. So if you and I allow ourselves to go, okay, I'm going down, the energy of hitting bottom. Brings you back up, the energy of really feeling your full feelings. You'll travel up. You'll come. So my metaphor that I use, Pam and everyone, Jen, is that, and what I've seen happen—not just for me, but for you know many many people—that wondrous uh, students that I work with—is that we grow our capacity for joy so large, as is intended that it is a large enough container to also hold our griefs without the griefs taking over. Yeah. I don't mean temporarily they may take over, but I mean in the, in the big picture of your, how you live your life, right, you just lose someone precious, of course grief is gonna be taking over for a time. But you know, even there, even there, you have a seed of, you know, the naturalness of the cycle And it does hold you at least for myself, I can say it has held me through some very deep losses. um, Knowing that rebirth and regeneration are inevitable, In, in fact, it was the trees who kind of saved me when I lost my partner, because I remember this moment vividly there's much I don't remember it's a very shocking thing but. I remember this one moment where I opened the back door, which as I said, opens out onto the forest. And I heard this like wave, I felt this wave of love from the forest. And I heard, and my story of what it was, was it was the trees talking to me. Said, Robin, everything lives and everything dies. And everything lives and everything dies. And everything lives and everything dies. You know, and then I closed the door and cried for hours. And there was still that knowing, right? That, that promise of rebirth and regeneration and, and healing. And yes. we need that. We need to feed ourselves with that in a really grounded way. Not Pollyanna, everything's fine. I'm not saying that. You know I'm not saying that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, that reminds me, uh, I just want to throw this in please, here, which you, prob- you probably already know this, but martin prectel who's been one of my teachers um he speaks of grief as allowing grief to be like compost Perfect. and you know and and the compost and you know you work the compost and it works you and, and you know and you but within that compost you plant seeds of he would say seeds of beauty or joy, I would say, or I would, say joy. Seeds,
1: I would say seeds of beauty as well. Yeah. Seeds of
0: beauty, and and f- for a time beyond your own, perhaps. But then they grow and they sprout and they and they make beauty and so it's the same thing you're talking about about that regenerative quality it's like yeah we've got this stuff that's like really hard and kind of you know full of like weird stuff that you know but then it then it decomposes and it composts and then you plant seeds in it and it's in that grief and so there's this amazing beauty that rises up out of it so anyway
1: well it's it's you know it's inviting us to trust life yeah it's inviting us to trust life in all of its cycles in in all the decay as well as the um blossoms yeah you know and uh and we haven't been taught to do that we have been taught the opposite you know like stay young forever like like, why think about how insane it is? I I mean, and I always say, and and please feel free to use this for yourself and and quote it if you like, um, you know, it's not easy to be sane in an insane time, in an insane (laughs) culture. It's not easy, right? Um, But like, why do we admire, like, a a 500-year-old oak tree, or a 1,000-year-old cowrie in New Zealand, or a 200-year-old seba, and we look at either ourselves or someone else who's aging naturally and say, oh, <laughs> right? Like, what is that? Right. That's, that's what we've been taught. And it's bullshit, right? It's so bad for us. It's so anti-life yeah. um, for us. So nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to help you accept your aging process. You have to do it. Right. But then the more of us who are doing it right and going, wow, this is great. I really like this aging thing. Like, I'm not saying everything is fabulous, but there's a lot more that's good than than um, not, like the letting go stuff, the confidence stuff, the um, the the lightening up, uh, so many things, so many things, but that's not what this talk is about, so let me come back to um, fear, so we do want to be grounded in reality, and there is a uh, fear sometimes arise around like Am I nuts when I think I hear the, you know, maple saying, hi, I'm your friend or, you know, oh no, don't pick me. They just sprayed pesticides here, but there's no sign that tells you that like, am I crazy? So there is that. So, but we need to not feed that voice and to own the possibility that maybe we're making it up, right, to own the possibility So what you need to do is messages that come from the invisible world, right? From your spirit guides, your, you know, or from those who don't have voices of the sort that we are using right now, Um, we kind of need to give them the test of time to see what holds up, what holds true over time and what doesn't, right? And And to be willing to see where perhaps we're kidding ourselves Right, but not too soon, like don't try to edit everything. It's like trying to write a book and every single sentence going, is that, was that last sentence good? Was that last sentence good? Believe me, you'll never get that book written. All right, does does this help? Is it, does this make sense? Um, Is is, is it all helpful? people give me some nods or no or, okay. Put your thumbs up if it's good, if it's working for you, good. (laughs) Okay, all right, thank you, thank you. So um, I will say, plants and animals for that matter never never speak in the um put down right you get a message that's like oh god you're such an idiot that you did thus and so yesterday believe me you are not hearing a plant or a fox or a or a magpie or whatever nah they do not they do not do that Um, and in truthfully spirit doesn't speak that way spirit speaks the language of love support evolution it may be fierce love it may be fierce I'm not saying it's always like super easy to take a message you receive that may be a difficult message to hear um but you know like well anyway without getting too far field there um a story so recently I had um injured my foot and upon healing my foot with the help of plants it was kind of quite a while before i was willing to walk barefoot because it had been walking barefoot how i hurt myself a you know really pointy rock and it was it was a, a rough injury so the day came when i'm walking hiking up into the forest and i felt like i need to take my shoes off so I left my shoes at a little sacred tree where I will often sit and meditate because there's like a hump of moss at the, um, at the base of the tree. That's like this Robin seat. Um, and, and I left my shoes there and I had my walking stick and I walked so slowly, like so, so, so slowly and carefully. And I went up and up into the forest and I went down and down and I did whatever I did, but it was a long, slow walk because I was being so careful. And um, as I was coming down and I think I might've just picked up my shoes and I didn't put them on, I was, I was you know, carrying the shoes, this deer came nearby. And so I stopped, you know, absolutely still and I waited for the deer to see me and run And the deer looks up and sees me and didn't run and and proceeded to browse and then kind of walk in front of me and browse and look at me again and then walk by me and browse. And I'm just absolutely still in delight, right? And then when the deer got like a certain part away, then I continued my walk home. But I think that, you know, I could just leave the story there. You know, when when we slow down, when we slow down and take time, we become more accepted by everything. You know, we just are are more at ease with the plants and trees. And of course, you know, there's nothing more um, affirming than a wild one trusting you, even however, you know, briefly, however briefly. Um, So in terms of, You don't have to, you don't have, somebody asked me, okay. There was a few questions. Um, Somebody asked me, uh, what will it sound like when a plant is talking to me? Thank you for that question, Christiana. Um, Will it be a voice in my head, a tugging in my heart, goosebumps? And the answer to that is yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, and yes.
1: Yes, yes, and yes. Oftentimes it'll be a heart opening because plants do speak, plants speak in the language of, of love, of the heart. Um, for me, uh, as I write in the gift in, in Healing Magic, um, Twyla Nitch taught us, uh, she's a, a, a Seneca elder, Here we know two wolves, she's now an ancestor, but she taught us to call goosebumps truth bumps. Oops. So I love that. And over the years since um, she presented that, I've learned that my body will put those truth bombs in different places to give me different kinds of messages. So if I get the truth bombs on my shoulders, it means one thing to me. If I get them on my legs, it means another thing to me. So this is what I mean about take the time, like if you're studying French, right? It's gonna take time to learn the nuances of the language and the slang and the this and the that, right? So to learn, but always to turn to your body is very much the thing to do. And, and because we're all so head oriented, we're so you know, taught to honor the, the mind over all else, goddess help us, um, the body is a wondrous barometer for truth. So tuning to how you feel in your body is always a good thing, a really good thing. Um, and you know I wanna tell you this other little story that happened recently, it was pretty wild uh, it was um, the last uh, of one of the two apprentice circles that I run a couple of weeks ago. And I wanted my, some of you may follow me on Instagram and may have, have seen pictures that I put of this magnificent tobacco uh, plant and a, and a magnificent uh, castor tree that are on the north of my medicine wheel. And they will both soon be gone, right? Rebirthing down in the earth, right? um but not to come back i'll have to replant right they don't come back i don't well the caster won't I, well i don't know they don't read the book so who knows but anyway so i asked the students the apprentices to pick or feel which tugged at their heart more the castor or the tobacco in that moment and to gather around each plant and we were going to do a, a, a meditation and to see if the plants had any messages for them or they got a feeling or anything, whatever it was. And I do recommend that if you can be touching the plant or touching the tree, that you do, especially on the trunk or the leaf more than the flower. I don't, I always get, I may be projecting, but I always get like a little uh, of discomfort when I see people, Calling the petals of flowers for two reasons. One is they're delicate. And second is it's the plants like sex. So I feel like you're kind of going right in there, a little intrusive into their sexual parts, you know, and it, it's not necessarily polite. Um, so, you know, if the, if they ask you to, well, that's between you and flowers. <laughs> that's another, flower. story. that's yeah. another story. That's absolutely there. If they're like, you're just as good as that hummingbird, come on in. Um, that's between you and them. But so everybody was touching or holding or whatever in these plants. And here's what happened. So I'm drumming and I become aware that somehow or other, I think maybe what's going on is there were some ground wasp nests. And as they are meditating with the plants, the wasps have risen and they are buzzing all around everyone, including me. Right. So if I'm like the point of the triangle, they're the base around the two plants and there's the wasps. So I'm like, hmm, what should I do? Like, first of all, it was astounding that they definitely were aware of the wasps and they didn't freak out and they didn't move yet. So I'm thinking, what should I do as a responsible human? Um, You know, should I stop and tell everybody to move, which would be the obvious choice? But I didn't do that because what I heard was the wasps say, and they are one of my allies, they, they, they um, because I used to be terrified of them, um, and, and now I'm not, but I heard the wasps say, it's just so much energy, just at least stop the drumming, that's too much. So I stopped drumming and the wasps stayed, but they didn't sting anyone. And I mean, there were so many, and the women stayed in their space, you know, the women and people stayed in their space and then, you know, they finished, we come out, we we walked away for sure, um, to another area. But afterwards, I told them what happened. And that was real. That's what happened. So I think that was pretty remarkable. They're like, just stop drumming. It's just one thing too much.
0: <laughs> great. Wow. Thank you, Robin. You know, thank you so much for your stories. I I I love stories. And I feel like it's you know, facts and figures are one thing, but stories are what you remember, you know, so it's mm. so great. And I'm just wondering, um, can we open it up to some questions for, if folks have questions for you? I'm a, I'm kind of
1: imagining there might be. Sure. Or do you, or, yeah. So sure. There's, uh, only, there's only one thing I feel like I so want to say. Um, and well, it go ahead. And out, it, it, it might come out in one of the questions, but it's this. it's It's I've had people, students get mad at me for not letting them use the Plant ID app. Oh, I just wanted to bring that into the conversation. Um, And and I've been seeking to find how to explain why I think it matters. Like I'm I'm working on a book for tweens and it's definitely going to be an issue. Um, So I was thinking it's sort of like if 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 you were meeting me for the first time and instead of asking me questions about myself or observing things about me, you turned to your phone and started looking up my social profiles and IG accounts and and stuff or or if Pam and Jen and I were all meeting and instead of Jen saying I want to get to know Robin better you know Robin tell me a little about where, where'd you go to school where'd you grow up whatever whatever she says Pam you know tell me about Robin as if I wasn't there so that's just my two cents I think that we super miss out, we super miss out on the all of the medicine that is there for us by, um, by becoming present to these beings, rather than just turning them into another thing to see on the screen. And it's so tempting, and it's so addictive, and it's so cool to like have that instant answer. I'm not immune to the allure of it. So uh, you know, but it's we lose a lot. so I always say if you have to do it, do it way later,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: right. not to
0: mention, just to say sometimes they give you the wrong answer.
1: Ah, okay, there is that too. there is, there is that, that too. <laughs> there is that too okay i'm I'm wide open for uh anything now, questions, comments, whatever okay. so uh Jen, uh, we want people to put
0: their hands up, which um. They do that. Oh, under reactions, you put a, you put a, you can put a hand up.
2: Yep. You can raise your hand or put it in chat. And uh, while we're waiting for anybody to be brave enough, I have a question for you, Robin. Awesome. Great. So um, I know you refer to yourself as a witch and of course, um, you know, talking to the plants, um, you know, all of that gets people, gets many people a little frightened of, you know, the whole burning at the stake thing. So, um, so yeah, what do you? That, that
1: thing. Yeah. Right, that,
2: that small little thing. Um, yeah. um, so, how do you uh, help people have um, courage to follow the path that, you know, to take the step to listen to the plants and um, not be so afraid of what could happen if they start talking about that or having that experience?
1: Mm, mm. Um, well, first of all, the word green in front of which. For some reason, softens it for people. Uh, you know, it, it just is. Um, but it can still stop traffic at a party sometimes, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the thing to do is is choose also who you choose to share with, when. Um, so if you're in the very fragile beginnings of, of. Um, you know, of owning that you've always heard plants, right? Or, you know, something like that, or that you've always had prophetic dreams or or whatever, you know, maybe don't um, tell your priest if it's gonna get a big negative reaction or that one relative who is sure to um, do everything they can to make you feel small, right? So, you know, pick your places, just like we're not gonna pull on a sprout to help it grow stronger. We're gonna just water it. So like be real about where you are in the process. So I used to be extremely self-conscious, you know, about the things I did in public, which is how I um, came to work on invisibility a lot. Something somebody on this call taught me a lot about, Laura and Lesser. And uh, so yeah, you know, proceed at a pace that works for you. So we don't have time to spare. We don't have time to waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fine line, Jen. Right? Of of not giving uh, not giving in to fear, but not necessarily advertising widely uh, to people who are going to make you doubt yourself.
2: Does that hearing, help yeah i'm hearing discernment it's great yeah, yeah.
1: discernment discernment
2: and yeah. Well, so I, there is somebody else raising it with their hand up, but I just want to say part of my question for that is because um, people see you as you now. Right. So you've, but you've had all these many years of experience behind you. Right. And at one point in time, I'm guessing you didn't come out of the womb saying like, "Oh, well, maybe you did as and out of the womb, but then later on, life, then maybe later like later on, we put the money on the 20s, it. The 20s, right. You know? Right. So that's all is just, you know, it, it takes steps to get it, to, to it, where you are.
1: It takes a lot of steps and yet um, things are, I think people can learn by osmosis mm and skip a lot of steps now because nature is so um magnetically drawing out our our um courage and our wisdom we can move through things faster just by uh being in the vibration of somebody who's been who's taken a few steps ahead of you uh so make use of that like totally make use of that and um, just know that the trees remember we are here for you We have your back. And something else that can be really helpful to everyone at any point in your journey is to consider that there's nothing to prove. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to prove, Mm -hmm. right? It's about finding what's nourishing, nourishing yourself, nourishing others with it. And I know there's so much wisdom just that people can be sharing you know, who are listening. I, I know you would have other ways of putting it that would be so helpful. Um, so maybe some of those questions or comments, yeah. Jen? Yeah.
2: Um, Elena, you have your hand up. Let me make you there, You should be able to unmute yourself, Elena.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for... Um, uh, this opportunity to ask a question. What um, I wanted to, to, to hear is that uh, uh, we understand that, uh, and I agree completely that um, in my life as well, all the lessons, many, most of the lessons are coming from understanding nature and there is no end to that learning. Um, but I also wanted to see from Robin's perspective, is there anything uh, that is uh, really intrinsically human, that, that's something that we cannot learn from nature. Do we deviate from it in anything?
1: In the way that we can, um, in the way that we can take on qualities and characteristics of everything else in nature, maybe one of our unique assets, right? We can, we can take on the the camouflage of Fox, we can um, take on the, uh, you know, the vision of Eagle, or the song of the Wren, right. So in that, we may be unique. It's a thought to explore.
0: Can I can I throw something in here, Robin, please, I would say this. We have hands. And we have opposable thumbs, which nature does not have hands. Nature has all kinds of amazing creative aspects, but they don't have hands. And so plants don't, and trees don't, and nature doesn't. So we can create beauty with these hands. Mm. And and so this is, to me, part of the reciprocity is like, mm. we, can, we can make beauty with these hands that we can give back we can give back to nature and and whatever way that might be I mean there's there's a long list of things that we can create with our hands or 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 how we work with or or maybe even work with our hands in nature so I just find for myself personally that that um that has been like a huge uh wonderful understanding and gift for me to get that Mm -hmm. and that
1: I you know so well us us and the primates us and all the primates have yes we? yes but, point but, and the and the primary thing too that I'm hearing in what you're saying is that all of this that we're exploring is about sharing reciprocal blessings. Absolutely. Right, it's never a one way street. Nature yeah. doesn't want us to like bow down and go oh yeah. right. no no that's very boring. Yeah. Um so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Build build with those hands build build on the beauty. Yeah.
2: Thank you for that question, Alina. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you.
1: Hi, Samantha.
3: Hi. Um, so this is just kind of related to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about um, discernment on knowing uh, when to when to share yourself and when to share some of the, the messages and things that you receive while you're out um, communing, for lack yes. of a better word. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Not a great word. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, are there? Any particular plant allies that can help with honing um, confidence in your own voice and, and, so, and, and
1: your own like, vision, like, like, like not just visions that you're receiving, but like right. vision in a larger sense? Right, your perception, your clarity of perception. Um, I mean, honestly, the first thing I would say is eating like really whole food is is one thing that helps because it stabilizes us and our minds. Um, I'm gonna give a couple of probably unexpected plant answers. I would say oat straw is particularly mm-hmm. helpful because you think of it like the grass that covers the planet with all those like little tiny roots and that ability to go with the winds and and oat is so calming and stabilizing, right? And so by, by calming, it can help us have confidence and, you know, be more open. Mm -hmm. Um, Visionary wise, I am an advocate of Artemisia vulgaris. Mm -hmm. Really great uh, plant. I also work with lobelia for helping to open the inner ear to the voice of the plants in very small doses.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I'll say, I'll add one more thing, Samantha, which is it's going to depend on the person and what is it that has undermined your confidence, right? And so that might influence which plant I would suggest for them to, um, to help fortify. Mm-hmm. Yep. so um, that's definitely
3: a little bit of self-work to see where that's coming from in me that makes, that makes me hesitant to, to share even when I'm sensing that this person could be receptive or even if they're directly asking me something.
1: Ah, I see, I see, I see. I mean, yeah, because as if you were made fun of um, for being different, because all of us are. Yeah. Um, or
3: in, in my experience, it's
1: usually um,
3: um, from a parental aspect, you know, for going way back, it, it's kind of like sometimes like po- holes get poked in like, oh, well, w- w-, like there's this question
1: like, well, w- why do you think you can trust yourself? Like, but maybe that's wrong. It's like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Right. So for that, we go back to, there's nothing to prove.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You may be right. I may be wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You may have a point, right? So it's stopping fighting that, um, that parental voice. Yeah. yeah. Just letting that parental voice be, yep, yeah, you're right. I may be wrong. And here's what I'm offering. Does it give you a sense of expansion or, a, or a limit for all of your stories? What I suggest is you look for ones that give you a, a, a more expanded sense of the possible, right, or does it limit your sense of what's possible? And don't feed the stories that limit, feed the stories that expand. All right, Great. So, so, yeah, so just to, oh, I know for you, motherwort. Great. Yep, for you, motherwort, and give you a little bit of that lion-hearted courage.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Um,
1: yeah, have fun. Don't hide. Don't hide. Don't hide. Stop hiding. The world is depending (laughs) on us to own our gifts. Truly, truly, truly. Um, Jen, can I read a tiny little thing from the introduction to the um, Healing Magic book to close? Okay.
0: And then you also want to tell us about what you've got, what kind of things you have coming up. So don't forget to do that
1: okay, should I do that first in case people need to leave? Because they may not have as much time as I do.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, ahead. why don't
1: I do that? So I did want to, um, to say, I have a course coming up online at the New York Open Center called Herbs for Your Nerves, Radical Self-Care with Herbal Medicine. Um, perhaps I shouldn't have favorites, but it is my favorite body system. I love to teach about the nervous system and ways to nourish ourselves. I think it's key for us in the time we're in. It's definitely key for me. And as my first teacher said, we all teach what we most need to learn. So there and then I will also be having a winter solstice ritual with various wonderful guests who will be doing movement and poetry and such and such. And all of these are um, on my you can attend live, which is the best or you can attend by recording if you like. Um, And what else? Sign up for my newsletter if you'd like to stay in touch. It's on the homepage of my website, which is robinrosebennett.com. And I think Jen put some info in the chat. Um, Does the info in the chat stay on the recording?
2: No. So it's good. He said robinrosebennett.com.
1: robinrosebennett.com. I'm on IG as Robin Rose Bennett. I have videos on YouTube about connecting with plants that you might enjoy, two, three-minute videos, and, of course, my books and meditation mp3s so robin rose bennett um the dot com part came later and uh and the classes are herbs for your nerves radical self-care that's one and winter solstice ritual Just is two okay so here's the little bit of reading from healing magic the times we're living in on the other side of all this deathing an intensive labor is going on it is easy to see the deathing but not so easy to see what is birthing. Beneath the surface of the world, getting ready to emerge like a newborn crowning. On the other side of all this deathing, as old ways of domination and violation fight to hold sway, a great birthing has begun. The birth of a new way of being in the world, a way of reconnection and shared power, a way of cooperation and love. We are flowering out of the mud of our darkest time of separation, evolving from the time of me to the time of we. This time is difficult, yes, but it is also juicy and joyous. It is not easy to soar through mud, but mud is rich and fertile and out of mud, the lotus blooms
0: beautiful thank you so much robin it has been such a delight to have you here today and have you telling us your stories and sharing your deep wisdom with everyone and i mean we could go on for another couple hours but um but yeah (laughs) but it's time to to, for us to close right now so thank you all so much for joining us and i just want to remind you that our talent seminar in december which is the 12th of December, is with Maeve McBride. And Maeve is going to talk to us about tending the sacred and breaking the rules in hot, messy times. So that should be a really fun uh, discussion with her. She Uh, used to be part of 350 Vermont, which is a offshoot of 350.org. So she's an environmental activist along with being many other things. So please join us for for Maeve on December 12th. The other thing I wanna mention to you is that Giving Tuesday, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, which is November 30th is coming up. And we are all of us on the Vision Council for one are gonna be um, together And because we're starting, we're starting our fundraising, our month of fundraising for the month of November, December is we, that entire month is our fundraising month. Giving Tuesday, you can donate through Facebook or you can go onto our website www.natureevolutionaries.com and give us a donation and it's you know supports the work that you know we we um you know was to support robin to be here and for all the other amazing events that we do ultimately when you donate to one you are supporting the earth and you're supporting all of nature so uh, that and so we are going to join together and we're going to talk together, all as a vision council, about connecting with nature and what are the little ways that we do that daily, each 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 one of us. So please join us. That'll be at nine a.m. Pacific time, twelve noon Eastern time on November thirtieth. So it'll be live streamed on Facebook. So all right. that's where we will be. So everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you so thank much. You. And we ha- it has just been a blessing to have you, Robin. Thank you so much. Thank so you we'll see family. you all next
1: time. Thank you, everyone. Much love and green Bye blessings. Bye for now.
0: <laughs>